that's nice. Anyway, um, two months later. Okay, yeah. So we flash forward to two months later. So basically, before that, sorry, um, Tammy, what, what she has to say about it after she says, I wish he was lying, which is really mean, is I want y'all to have a kid, but it's too soon. Which, again, to Justine's point, it does seem like she's using the two years thing as an excuse as opposed to that being her actual because we all know she doesn't give a fuck about anybody's health tammy does not give a fuck about amy's health because because even in the first season she was so fucking sorry can i swear on here are you kidding don't we always (laughs) well we always swear on our other pod but i'm not sure Can you imagine if I was like, Justine, you can't swear. We talked <laughs> I'm like, about I'm pretty porn. sure I've already have. We did like six episodes about porn. <laughs> oh, true. The, we, we're talking about like cum shots and stuff. And all of a sudden I'm asking about the word fuck. We're like every hat he wears wrong with me. on it. It's okay. I was the one who couldn't, who got flustered trying to think about anybody with a high voice. <laughs> um, off. Everybody's off today. It's okay though. I know. Um, so, um, I, uh, I don't remember she doesn't, she doesn't care about Amy's health at all. Tammy. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Tammy clearly okay. does not care about Amy's health. She doesn't care about her own health. Like even in the first season when Amy got her, her surgery done, when every time, like I said, Amy went to the gym or ate something healthy, right. Tammy was always like, you know, snarky remarks and stuff. Oh, well, it must be nice to be able to do stuff like that. And, you know, little things like that. Like she was not like, like oh my God, I'm so happy that my sister is getting yeah, healthy and I don't have to worry it. about her dying. When that's all Amy says about Tammy, she's like, yeah. she's like, I don't want my sister to die. You know, she's too young to be living like this blah 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 Tam- the last thing tammy cares about is anybody's health so when so her trying to like disguise her anger about the baby yeah. as that yeah it's really like frustrating to oh, like it's, watch it's really awful the way that she stomps all over amy who is quite taken advantage of i mean really it is codependency and Amy's the one who wants to get better and is the healthier of the two, both physically and mentally, you know, whereas Tammy really wants to remain in this addiction and she wants her sister to remain in it with her. If that were happening, she could continue living in the denial that she's been living in for so long. I mean, clearly she doesn't really believe she's going to die. And that's often the case with people who are really, really far into addiction. They really start to believe they're immortal because they've gotten this far. And so she might think that about Amy. Like, it's like, again, it's child logic. Like, so young that you're like, well, like, that you don't really understand death. And, I like, I, I totally understand that, like, food addiction is different than, like, a drug addiction, for example. Right. I mean, I get that it's complete two completely different things. I get that all addictions are similar but different in their own way. Yeah. But like I'm only saying it's different in the way that like if you quit doing drugs, you're only gonna get like healthier. But food, you can't you have to eat. Comp- you ha- exactly you have to eat to live, right? You don't so, have to explain that to me, girl. <laughs> so it's it's hard it's to so like fucking hard. It's so fucking hard. 
I, I personally know somebody who has this struggle and she has a lot of health issues. I mean, she's not as bad as Tammy and Amy, but she has a lot of health issues where like she can't walk for long periods of time. She gets really tired really easily and she has a hip issue and she needs, she's older. She's in her fifties, I think, or her sixties maybe. And she needs a new hip, but the doctor's won't do surgery on her because really she needs to, she needs to, no, she needs to lose a certain amount of weight first. Yeah. I mean, she needs to lose weight. Otherwise it's risky, right? Exactly. So they won't do the surgery yet, but then she won't do anything to lose the weight. Like she won't eat healthy. She won't whatever, because she's so addicted to like, I don't know the junk food that she eats and she'll always say like, Oh, I'm going to do the keto diet. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But then she never does it. She just like spends all the money researching about it and, you know, but she never actually goes through with it. And, um, and it's, and it's like, it's, it's like, it's so frustrating because, you know, as, as, as someone like two like girls on the smaller side, like us, we could say whatever we want, but we've never been in like, you know, that shoes of being like morbidly obese no. and like that's true. That's absolutely. But at the same true. time, it is so frustrating. It's like, ugh, I don't know. Well, and it is unfair because metabolically speaking, I mean, you know, I weigh more than you do. My metabolism is not as the same as yours. But yeah, you're right. We're both thin. I do have a history of an eating disorder, so I have my weight has fluctuated. But even so, even when I felt fat or you know was made fun of for being like weighing more than my friends. I was never even, I don't think I was ever even classified as overweight. You know, it was just all body image bullshit, America, you know, fashion, like just peer pressure, all the traditional bullshit, but you're right. Especially like, you know, I don't even know how many years ago now when like we thought that like Khloe Kardashian used to be fat. I never did, but yeah, that was hard. That I mean, when hard. I say we, I mean like yeah, society. No, I, I remember hearing uh, one of my favorite radio DJs, a woman, and they don't do this. They don't body shame, but her shtick was always doing a oh, voice for Khloe like this. And I was like, that's not fucking cool. How do you know that's a, how do you not know that that's not cool? Like, Again, that's not all about being PC. That's just fucking disrespectful. I like found a picture. This was oh, a few months ago now. I found a picture of Chloe and Courtney on the beach from like the first season of uh, Chloe and Courtney Take Miami. So that was filmed in like 2009, maybe. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And sure. um, and it was them walking on the beach. And I, because I remember that season, they had a whole storyline about you know, Courtney being, f- or uh, sorry, Chloe being fat, this and that. Oh, and then, oh, and I, and I posted the picture and she is so fucking, fucking skinny. Yeah. Her stomach is flat. Yeah. She, tall. you know, she has the big bum, but the, all the Kardashian girls have the, the, the pear shaped body and yeah. like, but her arms are like toned. And I'm like, I posted it on my Instagram story and I wrote something like, remember when we all thought Chloe Kardashian was fat? Like what the fuck? Oh, I thought you posted that. That was an old photo. Holy exactly. Oh, I was yeah. like, remember we all called her like the fat Kardashian back in the day. Like well, I probably did too. Like it's funny you mentioned that. It's 2009. That's the year I started purging. I had gained weight when I came back, um, and I hadn't 
I hadn't been restricting as much as I had been in New York. So when I came back to California, I gained some weight and my body gained it really quickly because it was like, yes, food, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I was anorexic before that, but, uh, or what you would call anorexic. I wasn't like today I'm anorexic, but I was severely restricting food intake. So as soon as I like came home and, and ate a little bit more, I gained a bunch of weight, which is, should have been a good thing, but to me it was not. And no one knew yet what was going on. So I, uh, that's when I started purging and that, that because that was the culture that is like, well, you got to figure out a way to be skinny. And I remember that was when the Hills was on. Mm-hmm. And, um, Stephanie Pratt was a really big, it was when she first became a really big part of it. And she came out as saying like being on the show fucking made me bulimic. I cannot like stand being next to these two skinny women anymore. <laughs> like I just, it was, yeah, that was kind of a, a huge heyday for body shaming. Yeah, the the early to mid-2000s, it's, it it's, it's, it's insane how much uh, body image has changed like to what it is now because now it's all about, you know, the big boobs Hurt? and the big bum. And if yeah. you're too skinny, then you're like disgusting and no guy wants you and like whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, the early 2000s were definitely a different time yeah, for sure. So I'm really excited to delve more into it, not just to talk about myself, but like the psychology of it. It feels productive, especially when people, you and I can have a conversation like this and be like, yeah, I remember that. And like to look at it through this lens. Oh, and even like with my six feet under rewatch, like I remember when I was however old back in the day watching it, I thought Claire was like chunky yeah I never thought she was fat I would never have said like oh Claire's fat but I was like oh she's like the chubby like younger sister and I'm watching it now and I'm like she is just like average body size she's not yeah she's beautiful she's not you know stick skinny but she looks like healthy that's like um yeah that is so interesting that you said that I was just thinking about something so similar and I actually think that's why. I think that's why it came in my head. But I don't know if you ever were aware of or watched. I think it was ABC. Um, I could be wrong. The show called Joan of Arcadia. That um, it was I only- totally know the show. I remember it used to be on all the time. I, w- I never watched it, though. I will make you watch it. It was great. Amber Tamblyn was the star, and she's an excellent actress. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. Um, and she actually, you kind of have an, You kind of look like Amber Tamblyn a little bit. Not not your body. She, you're you're thinner than her, but she's curvy. She looks. She actually has a body top a lot, a lot like mine. Where she's curvy, she's probably like a size eight, which is what I am. Um, and I remember, I never thought she was fat. I, I always thought she was beautiful, and I like I looked up to her, and I was like, oh look at her. look, she's not a twig, and look at these cute sweaters, and I love her clothes. And so that was always like something for me to look up to because that show was really popular when I was a junior and senior in high school, I think. And so, and that's mm-hmm. when my my eating disorder started. When I was a senior, like when I left right before I left for college, and um, Amber Tamblyn, there was an episode where she she gets her foot <laughs> ridiculous. She gets her foot. It's not a slapstick show, but like she fucks up the laundry and hurts her leg. And she's at one point she's like dangling, mm-hmm. like oh, and so you can see her belly because her shirt comes up, and it, it's. I would call it flat. There's fat on it, sure, but it's still flat. I remember my mom saying, "Wow, she's brave because she has a kind of has a tummy," and I and I know that was just my mom being self conscious about herself. But I heard that and was like, "Oh shit! If that's a tummy, then fuck! I better never show anybody my 
middle, you know? Oh, geez. It just stuck with me. And I know my mom didn't mean that. And that, and I'm sure has no memory of thinking that. And I'm sure if she saw Amber Tamlin right now, she'd be like, God, she's so skinny, you know? But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing is we project. We don't want to be big. So we imagine everybody's, I don't, I don't but uh, yeah, it's, it's a really vicious cycle. No, it is. And that's why um, that's why shows like this show and My 600 Pound Life exist because yep. people watch that show. And, it, and even though that person is obese in their own right and treats their own body like shit and sits right. on the couch and eats fast food every day or whatever, it, they watch them and they're like, oh, I'm not as bad as them. Yep. They make me feel better about myself. Would like, like I, really I mean... Awful. I mean, I I can't. I'm not gonna lie and sit here and say that I've never done that. That I'm like, well, that's a reflexive. Oh, thought. oh, we it could help it. my my life could be worse. I could be that person, you know. Yeah, we've all probably thought that while watching not, the show. I you don't know, I think there's anything wrong with counting our blessings when you watch something or see something. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I think when it becomes elitist or unfair or rude is when you think you look at something and you think, oh, I would never be like them. I'm better than them. That's Mm -hmm. fucked. That's fucked. But to count your blessings, I mean, who's not going to do that? You know, it's like if you see footage on TV of, of the fires, for instance, like that happened in California or like when the fires happened in Australia, like you, I I felt horrible and I felt grateful that my house wasn't burning down, but I never once felt like (laughs) sucks to be them. I'm better. Like, no, absolutely not. There's a difference Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Anyway, so I do have a clip for this little part. We're about halfway through the episode now. I started a new note-taking system that I'm stoked on. I made it myself. And it's called I Divide Things Into Fours. So Are we doing the, the t-shirts for the cookout? Oh, absolutely, girl. Okay. Um, so the, this clip is not that yet. Oh, actually, no. I don't, I'm not doing the clip for the t-shirts. Um, we're just going to chat about it. Uh, but I, this clip is only a couple minutes long and it is, I called it, we need to talk about Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Edit. Oh yes. I think this does involve some cookout chatter, but we will discuss it further. Now that I'm pregnant, Tammy needs to start getting her life together. So she won't be relying on me because I won't have any extra time. All my time will go for my child and sleep. Hey, bitch! What? What are you doing? Are you gonna tell me what you're doing? I was letting you get your birth. I'm kind of looking up t-shirt designs for the cookout, but I don't know what to put on. I got an idea. The Red Ink Riviera. It's time to eat. Fat bitches. <laughs> All of my siblings know that I am pregnant, so I decided I have a family cookout. I'm excited to see everybody. It's been a long time. I wanted to do something special for my family, so I think this t-shirt will be a nice treat for them. Who the hell is this supposed to fit? We need Grand Kenya sauce. <laughs> right. Oh my damn! <laughs> what about Country Bunky? 
I'm big as a pumpkin. If you're a pumpkin, does that mean I'm a gourd? No, you're... You're a dumbass. Okay, so we got some, um, the intro of the family barbecue. And I think it's really sweet that Amy is doing it. I don't think it's smart to do a food event, but I, I do understand, and they will talk about this later, that not only their family, but pretty much all families in America don't know how to gather without making it about food. And that's one of the reasons that we have a really fucking high obesity rate. Again, that's not judgment. It's just something that I've thought about a lot because of my own issues with food and my own avoidance of it. And as a Canadian, that absolutely loves America and loves going to America <laughs> and I'm probably going to live there one day hopefully soon right next um <laughs> I will say Americans eat so much different than Canadians oh absolutely I'm not I'm not saying that we don't eat disgusting stuff like our number one staple of food is french every, fries everywhere. with gravy and cheese on them mm-hmm. or you know, craft dinner, mac and cheese, which is literally just, you're pretty much eating plastic, but it's so delicious. And we all grew up eating it. Um, But whenever I go to the States, anywhere in the States, the the portion sizes in restaurants are at least twice, sometimes three times, four times even the size of something that I would get here for half the price. Yeah. And the options, especially in like fast food, are so much more intense. Like you can get the craziest shit in like any fast food drive through in the States. Like you it can't is- get that here. Like for me, going over there and like getting stuff like that is like a treat for me and it's like <laughs> fun and like we laugh about it but like in Canada like obviously we have our fast food and we have like our gross food and everything but like I said like portion sizes and like everything is so much different here oh I mean all you have to do speaking of cooking shows is watch um diners drive-ins and dives with Guy Fieri I know that show. I told you, didn't I tell you that I ate at his, uh, he had like a fast food stand yeah, in, in the Mexican airport. It was yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the restaurant. Best chicken fingers I've ever <laughs> had ever. The restaurants that he visits, these mom and pop shops, you know, they're not super fancy. The fancier places will have smaller portions. As- no, well, I've, I've here. seen, I've seen that show a few times. Um, because be like, like my, my a- stepdad and my brother both love the, the Food Network cooking show. So I have seen that show a lot and I've seen the show you got to eat here. Um, oh. And I've been to a couple places on you got to eat here. I went to happy dog in Cleveland where I got a hot dog with fruit loops and nacho cheese on it. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious. Fruit loops. Yeah. I mean, I get texture, but I don't understand the flavor, but you know, I mean, I was drunk, but it did taste hot, really good. I had, uh, we had for the Super Bowl. I was so proud of myself. I made pigs in a blanket. But mm, pigs in a blanket is one of my favorites. They're the best. Mm. But but I I I stepped it up a notch because I actually made biscuits from scratch because I can't have the pills. I can't have the gluten or the soy or the egg or the whatever all the things. So I made and biscuits. I don't know if people know this, but they're really fucking easy to make. Um, and I made it with coconut milk and other stuff and, and uh, non-gluten flour almond flour whatever and put the hot dogs in it it was so fucking good so excuse me and now that's Ooh, my send me your recipe 
Okay, I will. I'll send you a picture too. And I put cheese on the ones for Kyler. I put cheddar cheese on top. The next time I make them, I'm going to mix in scallions, bacon, and cheese into the dough. Mm. And I'll get the cheese that I can eat. I'm really excited. Um, this episode is just us talking about food. Uh, so, yeah, I 100% agree about the portions. It's not always that way where I live. Like, if I go to a local restaurant, I live in Marin. I mean, expensive. you live in California where, yeah. like, aren't people more like hippies there and like vegan and gluten-free and like yes, where i am portions it, it, california are not, is more yeah. like a health conscious type of place t- in general sure but only only to the extent of what type of your go- place you're going to because if you want to go fast food is fast food everywhere for one thing and for another thing um i mean it's the same here you can get like 40 tacos for five bucks like mm-hmm. <laughs> disgusting um or whatever that's not an actual deal but that's an example and then, but but if you go to any kind of chain place like um, Cheesecake Factory, I don't know if you're aware of it, but it's like that's yeah. The, the, I always go to the Cheesecake Factory in Buffalo whenever I cross the border. And 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 every and there's 400 plates. Well, I don't know why that's my number today. And but seriously, the menu is like a bible. At every plate, the menu is huge, and everything is like the size of three plates, and it's covered in food. And yeah, every have, time I go there, because they have it at the big. Like, 2000 calories yeah yeah they have one at the big mall in buffalo that you know i used to go to before a little thing called covid happened and um and like i would go there with my friends sometimes and i would go there with my mom sometimes and every time like my girlfriend sabrina and i used to go there we would just get one or two appetizers and share Uh it and we'd be so full and still bring it home and that's what those are just appetizers. Plus, they have they had like a really good like happy hour d- deal here in Canada. We don't have happy hour, unfortunately, because it's illegal to promote drinking in that way. So every time I would like go to Buffalo, I would love the happy hour because you could get like a glass good of meals. wine and an appetizer for like five dollars. And the appetizer was like this massive fucking plate of shit that would like keep you yeah, still like, for so long oh, like the the combo appetizer has everything yeah any place like that a red robin like a burger joint a chili's they're gonna fucking mm-hmm. feed you like it's a trough and they're gonna have like like red robin has like bottomless fries bottomless this bottomless th- the bottomless thing is american for sure yeah. um and it's not just soda and then so yeah when i was um bulimic i always found it astounding because i would go this is again not judgment i just was like wow this is so unhealthy and the way i knew was because i would go get an entree well obviously bulimia is unhealthy but i mean the portions i would go get one of their quote entrees eat the whole thing and then throw it up because and if i hadn't i would have felt like i was going to explode so the fact that like my binge meal is is an average late cheesecake factory is problematic (laughs) (laughs) But I don't do that anymore, you guys. But yeah, also with um, uh, fast food. Yeah, but it's been, oh, it'll be four years this year. I mean, I'm just saying like, it's it's extremely easy to um, eat that and think like that's a normal portion size when you're probably eating like, I mean, I'm not, I don't believe in like counting calories because I think that it's so, it depends on what you're counting them for, obviously, but it's a, but like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, 2000 calories and healthy food is different than 2000 calories, yeah. in like fast food. Absolutely. So like, I don't 
it's 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 all relative it is um, and it's also about how you feel it's, it's like it's like people who do the keto diet who are like oh I don't I don't eat carbs so I'm healthy but then they have like a stack of bacon that's this high on no. their plate yeah. and she that's as high. it's like okay well bad diets you know are I mean a fad. it's yeah, all but- it's all like you need to you learn know, healthy habits that, that you exactly. can sustain. These restaurants are making it seem like eating a huge plate like that is like Ugh. normal for one serving. And I just feel like with Tammy, with, you know, right. I mean, I mean, I probably am coming off like so fucking like judgmental and shit, but no, I'm just saying. I really, like, I really don't think that you are. I think you're judging the restaurants. I don't think it doesn't sound like you're judging people like Tammy. Like. I know you don't like Tammy, but that's not because she's bigger. That's because you. Don't like her because she's annoying. Yeah, and like I feel like it's it's totally okay to eat shitty food, and everyone in the world should eat shitty food. But it's just like I was if, just if you don't don't eat it ever, for every single meal. Eat it as like a treat. But also don't be and afraid like, of it. But also don't be afraid of it. Don't do the off radical opposite. As to your point, that yeah, it's all about moderation. I I was in my um eating disorder like group on Facebook today, looking at people's posts and um it's it's i went through it when i was in therapy and i thought well i don't ever have to eat fast food i can avoid that for the rest of my life that's a lifestyle choice right but my therapist was like you actually it's better to have fast food than no food because you need to be able to be flexible you need to be able to feed your body when sometimes it's a different type of food like that's functionally eating you know it's totally unrealistic to think that you'll never have fast food again in your life or like or like uh, yeah I'll never touch fast food touch fast food like that's totally unrealistic you have to like then what you do is you start thinking and then I won't have this and I can cut this out too and also this is bad for me and then you 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 trick your brain you you come up with a bunch of excuses to avoid eating so that's what they were talking about in the group and I was like yeah that is so true and one girl said my my therapist told me once milk and cookies is a great snack it's got protein it's got sugar and it's got carbohydrates or whatever, you know, it's like, it's fine if it's in moderation. So, and I know that that's not an answer to Amy or um, Tammy's problems at this point. This is just a sort of like outlook on food that should be more normal, normalized. And because it's not, people struggle so much because it in this country, especially if you're in the middle of nowhere with no money is going to just feed you a bunch of shit. And then that's all you're going to know. And then you're going to get addicted to it. You do get addicted to fast food. like those, And especially for, you know, someone that's in their position, like, you know, they obviously didn't grow up with the best. um, Oh, my God. Their mom's horrible. A horrible human being. She is. Yeah, they obviously didn't grow up with the best, like, uh, you know, parents teaching them stuff. And also, it's so hard when all you grew up with was, like, eating junk food every single day because you know what I mean it's so hard to learn like what's healthy and what's not and like how much you should be eating to feel your body without um overeating like we really don't even we don't exactly I did because of a teacher who went out of their way thankfully when I was in chemistry but that was his choice for a project I mean Honestly, that's how I learned mostly, most about like calorie density and stuff. I bought health for dummies to learn. Unfortunately, it catapulted into an eating disorder. But at the start, I was trying to eat healthy. But I do now. Like even on TikTok and stuff, like I mm-hmm. see 
I see these, um, I see these pages about weight loss and stuff. And these girls look amazing. They're before and after pictures and they, they post what workouts they do and stuff. And like, I'm all for that, but then they'll post like, um, to lose weight, you should only be eating 1200 calories a day. And it's like a woman in her twenties eating 1200 calories a day. You are fucking starving yourself. Yeah. You need to eat a lot more than that. The fact that that number is still out there is disgusting because that's the number that I read when I was 17 and I was convinced that that's as much as I could eat or I would be huge. And that is exactly what I would do when I was struggling is I would make sure that the calorie intake I had was under 1200. And like you said, that's insane. That's not nothing. You need food to feel your body like and 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 then they have to be the right it. the right calories like you said and who the fuck teaches kids about what different types of calories i didn't even know what a calorie was until like high school the only reason i knew that is because of diet culture you know and the whole don't get me started of weight being the standard of our exactly and all these like chocolate bars and it's like oh it's only a hundred calories per chocolate bar so it's okay to eat and it's like that's okay, that fucking... has nothing to do with that. When you could literally drink a protein shake, that's also a hundred calories. But that's apple. actually healthy for you because it's protein. Yeah. Or and eat I... an apple or a banana or whatever. And yeah. echoing. If I open the door, so I'm gonna close the door again. But um, yeah, absolutely, I agree with you. And those that actually leads to a deprav- deprivation mindset. So you actually are more likely to end up binging if you're restricting like that. Oh, we have this little cracker because it's only hundred calories. And I have to say that. That is also part of what took over my household and what really influenced me. And I'm not blaming my parents for this. I'm saying the culture of the 90s and 2000s, again, was low fat. Everything's low fat. Never eat fat again. And then it turned into low calorie, low calorie, no calorie. No when calories. in reality, fat is actually good for you. It's, Your it's body needs the most important fat one. to the feel sugars and, and sugar. You don't have any energy without the right kind of sugars. And then they're like, just, oh, yeah, you no just have carbs to anymore, right guys. Not kids. Exactly. Don't, don't eat sugar. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but so, but yeah. my thing with like Tammy is like, I mean, like, like I said, it's like an addiction, whatever. But like, how does she not feel so fucking shitty like sure she does, how, how she sure. literally walks for like two seconds and gets out of breath like how does she not I don't think she knows anything different you know I don't think she can remember ever not feeling shitty and so if they- you see her on her TikTok and on her Instagram and stuff she has a breathing tube under her nose like she needs oxygen yeah. when she's just like chilling at her house well and I'm sure to get the energy to speak you know you run out of breath like like you breathe more, like I'm getting hot. I am using a lot of energy just to have this conversation with you. Um, yeah, I agree with you. It is pretty astounding. And um, that leads us perfectly into um, the uh, next clip, which is Let's Talk to Tammy, um, in which Misty, Tammy, or the girl's older sister, comes over and she herself has a really big revelatory moment when she sees just how a how much Tammy is happy to depend on others and b just how limited she is and see can I go pee really quick in denial she is you can write
feel about Amy being pregnant? I'm tired of be hearing about it. I mean, I'm happy for her, but everything's gonna change. Seeing Amy get her life in order does give me the drive to want to push forward and have my surgery. What you want? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> hey, will you grab that envelope, please? Misty is my older sister and she, she's chill. You drop I need that too, please. <laughs> Would you say Misty is closer to you, Ray? I like Misty closer to me. Why? I am better than Amy. <laughs> Here's everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kylie. I'm dancing at your wedding. I try to come by and visit Tammy as much as I can, but I have three disabled children at home, so I don't have a lot of time to, to vote to Tammy. When I heard Tammy didn't get approved for the surgery last year, it broke my heart. Tammy's always been a big girl. She was born almost 10 pounds when she was born, so she's, she's always had an issue with weight. So what are you doing? I'm making a thing for Jerry. Aw. Shut up. <laughs> we still talk every day and text all day long and FaceTime. <laughs> I met my boyfriend, Jerry, online a few years ago. Last year, Jerry came to see me in Atlanta. We had a freaking awesome time. Yes, we made love, but it wasn't about that. The best part about him being here was just having somebody in the bed with me. I'm leery of meeting online and getting together like that. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I feel like I can trust him. He's proven it to me that he's not the same as my exes. Jerry's not like all the other people I've been with. He actually cares about me. We've been talking a little bit here and there about getting married. When Tammy's last relationship ended, she got depressed. She was lonely. And I think that was a lot of the reason why she put on so much weight. I'm just worried because I think she moves too quick. So I think it's way too early for marriage. So how does he feel about your wanting to lose weight? He wants me to get healthy. I mean, he does like bigger women. It surprised me. Jerry said he likes her big, but I thought he meant, you know, a little filled in not over filled in. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. <laughs> You've already got an appointment with Dr. Proctor then? Yeah. What do you think he's going to say when you get down there? Oh, I don't know. She's probably going to tear my ass apart. But I'm afraid he's going to tear Amy a new one more than he would me. Yeah, but Amy's not, um... Amy's pregnant, though. All you got to worry about is you getting your stuff together to be able to do what you got to do. True. I'm happy for Amy. She's always wanted a baby. I think it's going to be really hard on Tammy. Tammy does rely a lot on Amy. That, that'll be a lot of the adjustment. And I think more than she realizes. Can we take the package to the mailbox, please? I'll take it with you. I'll walk with you. Okay, let's go. All right. I mean, Misty's right. I do need to get up and move around a little bit more. 
I am disappointed in myself for backtracking. A few months ago, I was walking, went to grocery store by myself without my walker. But I started using it again because I started getting worse off in my knees and got to where I couldn't walk without it. I'm unstable on my feet. I need to start putting mailboxes closer to the house. No. Okay, so I think the first impression I get after talk, ha, talking about that with you and then listening to this is when she's like, Amy's going to be more trouble than me. Amy's pregnant. It's like, uh, Jimmy, it's not the same thing. And clearly Misty is kind of taken aback too by this. And then even more by how hard it is for her to, to get down the walkway she can't. Um, when they go to drop the mail off, which Tammy tries to get Misty to do for her, uh, it's a huge challenge. Uh, Misty has to do like the last few feet for her. And Tammy, who has her walker, says she needs to sit down. And so she makes Misty go and get her bariatric chair, basically the chair that can hold her, from Amy's apartment. And it's just sort of like, a lot wrong with this picture, considering. Okay. okay, let's go from the beginning because my favorite thing is when you know Misty says, "Oh, I try to see Tammy as often as I can, but I have three disabled children at home, so yeah. my first priority is them." Totally get it, of course. But then I love how after that she says, "You know, Tammy's always been big. She weighed ten pounds at birth, so she's always had an issue with weight." Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, so every baby that's weighed 10 pounds at birth is now 600 pounds on relying on other people. Like, yeah, what does that mean? What, what you weigh at birth has nothing to do with how, how you're going to weigh as a 34-year-old grown woman. No, and it might indicate that you're going to be tall. I don't know. But like, yeah, absolutely. I weighed nine something. I mean, I both of my nephews or two of my nephews weighed over 10 pounds and that's because their dad is like a large muscular dude who's tall he's not 600 pounds he's actually in really good shape um so they're big babies their parents are tall um yeah it, it yeah, felt like whole thing is just weird um okay well tammy's the black sheep and so i'm sure there's so many things like this that are parroted by the family and i bet a lot of it comes from the mom well you know she was 10 pounds and she was born because the mom is, again, she's terrible. She's not in this episode, yeah. but she's terrible. She does not yeah. come to the barbecue. But yeah, um, that's that's fucked. The next thing is her boyfriend, Jerry. Oh, yeah. You are you got to, okay, you got to tell me, girl, what is the story of Jerry? I know I'm not going to like it, but I need to know. Um, Well, the episode that actually is airing tonight, or I guess it already aired. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to pay for he, he comes to, like, visit her. So I'm going to watch that tomorrow, and I'm really excited for it. Um. But obviously in the clip we just heard, we get the flashback of her saying that they made love. I, I want to know. the phrase made love. That's the least thing of our worries right now with this. <laughs> How do they physically do it? Do you think that he goes on top and like yeah. lifts up her fat? Or because, or on because her, she can't even on walk. Her belly. Like, she could be on her belly and he could do her from behind, I'm sure. Not, not in her butt. I mean, unless that's what they want. But <laughs> do you think his dick would be that big to like reach around her like that? Well, it's fat though, so like it, it, 
you push the fat, like you said, you're up against bone. You just need to be able to get it in there. I mean, I think the human body is, is the pelvis is designed to be able to really fuck anything you want to fuck if you're a guy. Huh. What do you mean reach around? Like. Oh, because cause there's girls with like really big asses and like BBLs and stuff that will say like. I can't fuck a guy with a small dick because oh. my ass is so big it like oh. won't reach around me like if they want to fuck me from behind. So like Got I it. need okay, okay, yeah. From the from behind I can see that being a thing. Sorry, I was like reach around. What are we talking about? Okay. Because like there's absolutely no way that she could go on top because no, she probably physically can't even like sit up that way or like move herself in that way i'm sure like, you could angle i'm sure you can I, I get out of breath sometimes girl like i'm oh i'm small you, you know so what I, I mean so it's like this girl gets oh, out mean- of breath from walking i don't think she could physically do even if he did all that work i don't think she yeah. could physically like sit that way i'm not trying to shame her being no. mean. like and maybe they find I'm other ways. genuinely just curious like maybe I she am. does oral stuff for him i don't know that could be their thing and then she's just not gonna be explicit i don't know that just reminded me of um in high school there was again no names but you know in high school there's always rumors and uh there was a rumor about a person and his girlfriend they they weren't like popular people there was people that i like knew or i knew him since elementary school and like this weird girl that he was dating and it was freshman year and like the rumor or the story that he had told his friends which turned out to be true i guess like i don't know maybe not was that they had tried to have sex they were neither of them are large this has nothing to do with being big but they had tried to have sex as 14 year olds but they couldn't figure out how to get it in mm-hmm. and so like that was the story around school like they never had sex because they just couldn't figure it out but he has a kid now so didn't I that thinking. happen to all of us well the weird thing about it was that they didn't that it was like we just won't have se- they were like well, i guess we just won't have sex like they were like we don't have sex because it doesn't work or something like that and it was just like i'm pretty sure there are ways like as a 14 year old who had never had sex i was i thought that was weird that they couldn't figure it out. i don't know i mean yeah sex was weird the first time i did it but like the guy got it like they figure it out i don't know i guess it depends on how, how young you are and how young the guy is and stuff like that yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, like, so yeah, so what? <laughs> and then my other thing with this Jerry guy is that obviously he has a fetish, mm-hmm. a fat fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not doubting that. You well, know, if he, he told could, her if he told her he likes her bigger than yes, that that would be the assumption that we he would could make. possibly be. He could possibly love her for who he is and care about her i'm not saying that that's impossible yeah. but what is definitely true about this is one he's individual one of, he's one of those guys that definitely has mm-hmm. the fat fetish. because if she's to the point where she's worried about losing yeah freaking however much weight because she thinks he won't like her anymore when obviously she's always going to be a big girl she's never going to be well, skinny you know yeah um then that's kind of like worrisome because and that's what the sister's saying she's like okay i get it if he likes you big but not like 
this big and then not it's, where like you're two seconds away from having a heart attack yeah like, literally and then, yeah and then we get and then then that's when you get to say like okay then ethically he doesn't care about her like ethically it's not a good relationship because he doesn't have her best interest at heart doesn't mean he doesn't love her doesn't mean he couldn't love her doesn't mean it's because she's fat it just means he much like somebody who would want their partner to be extremely thin to the point of being unhealthy it's not mm-hmm. cool. it shouldn't exactly. your partner shouldn't base whether they want to be with you on you know whether you stayed at a certain weight that's not okay yeah not okay this team. Anyway. Okay, and then we already heard the mailbox club. We talked about the mailbox. It was a bummer. And then we move right into family barbecue time and they're at their brother's. Here house. we go. Chris. The best part. Yeah. Brother this Chris. It's a great part. Brother Chris. And so and Amy tells us that he's the father figure. For that, yeah, totally. Not for her baby. <laughs> because they never had um uh, like a male figure or yeah. whatever so he's like the older brother and there's it's is it just the and then kids? chris says kids right <clears throat> chris says we don't we don't get together much as a family so anytime we get the chance we do it <laughs> he's not a, a dying man he just sell, he has probably a smoker and he has a really hoarse voice and he's like i don't know that's how he talks though I no it. i get it in the episode from last week he was like talking about um them having it was like him and amy talking with tammy and he's like if tammy if tammy continues on her jersey we're gonna have a real big infant to take care of (laughs) (laughs) yeah i wonder if he has like nodes or something that he needs to get checked out because it's pretty uh pretty noticeable um he reminded me a lot of a friend, a high school friend's dad, just very jovial, big jovial, you know, definitely the house where the kids would bring their friends over and like, they would have big family parties and barbecues and stuff like that. And I mean that as a compliment, this is, you know, this was a house that everybody loved going to because the dad was big and vivacious and fun and silly and all that stuff. Um, So yeah, so they get to the brother's house. Amy is excited, but she's got these shirts. But of course, again, she's worried about Tammy because of her weight gain and worsened mobility. Um, and she hopes that the family can help her talk to Tammy, basically. Uh, and then, yeah, Chris has been kind of their father figure. And you can see that. That's not just something that they stuck into this show, which is another reason I love this show. None of it is um, contrived. It's like, or it certainly doesn't seem contrived, you know, yeah. If it is, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Misty arrives and Amy's like, I'm so hot. My, my sticker's melting off. So the, the decal that she ended up ironing on her shirt with a hot pot because neither of them had or knew how to use an iron is <laughs> coming off of her. Um, Chris is making meat in his redneck smoker and there's tons of meat, tons of carbs. At one point, the Chris says to his daughter, uh, who's also larger, uh, make sure you get some vegetables. And she's like, I'm going to get some tater salad. That's the only vegetable I like. So yeah, it's not. It, okay. The food looked amazing though. Like the sausage well, it's, looks it's so good. Food. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with a barbecue. It's but just, did you it, notice how much food though? The daughter had Emily, her name was right. Did you notice how much food she had on her plate? She had like two full steaks, five 
huge sausages like that big. Fuck. Like, whoa, girl, I wouldn't even be able to eat half of that. No, I wouldn't either. Well, especially not. <laughs> I have to throw up. But anyway, um, even if I was stoned out of my face, damn, it would hurt. I would, but you know, life a lifetime of eating that much, your stomach is stretched out. Unless you've had a gastric bypass, which Amy seems to not think that is going to affect her. Um, she gets up and makes another plate, Amy, and and Chris is like saying in the talking head, he's like, uh, "I'm sorry, not yeah, it's Chris, right?" Um, and he says, "Is it Chris or David?" Amy. Amy had that surgery and she shouldn't be eating more than half a baseball like a portion size of a baseball (laughs) and she's having way more than that um but is his name Chris or David Chris okay well I wrote David so many times I don't know why okay I've been calling him Mike for like five years so (laughs) he looks like a Mike okay his name's Chris and then they're kind of sitting around talking and they, Tammy said, he makes a comment about this. And um, actually, no, Tammy makes a comment. She says, food's the center of our family. And Chris says, yeah, if, if we're not eating, if, we're talking about it. If we're not it. eating it, we're talking about it. What's up with that? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Uh, and then Amy gets another play. And David, uh, David Chris expresses concern. Love, love is what brings family together. Food is just a part of it. <laughs> oh my godfather no <laughs> um, no but then he says he says to her like um you know you shouldn't be eating more than like half a plate at a time exactly which is yeah. true and that's not judgment guys if you had a gastric bypass your literal stomach is not big enough to hold a lot of food yeah like one of my that's mom's best friends had um a gastric bypass done and she has a doctor's note for when she Okay, like obviously pre-COVID times, like when we were allowed to go to restaurants, yeah. she has a doctor's note that says like she's allowed to order from the kids menu. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Because she can only eat such small portions, you know? Yeah. Why and can't everybody order from the kids menu? It's a fucking... It's because, a- they, oh. because they know that you're ordering from the kids menu to be cheap and they don't want you to be cheap. So they make Wait. a stupid rule. Anybody can get a happy meal. That's true. Um, but and also like sitting at a restaurant like that, if everyone ordered from the kids menu, the profit probably wouldn't be worth oh, I know why. their time I to like sue silly. you. I think it's it is. It is silly. I agree. Um, but and same with like this woman who did that. She like I said she got the doctor's note so she could order off a kids yeah. menu if she wanted to. And also she was like, I don't know, I'm not going to say she was like a freaking drink or alcoholic before she had her surgery but she liked to drink and then after her surgery she like couldn't drink at all like she would have one fruity cocktail and be like completely freaking shit face wasted like her alcohol tolerance went to nothing yeah wow that's pretty nifty i guess i mean cheap date you just have to be careful yeah because it again it bypasses shit so you Mm -hmm. i'm sure you get more of the the alcohol that way uh that's but then also amy here kind of pisses me off i don't know if you have a clip of this or not but i have a clip of the fatherly conversation which i should have called the godfather no Uh, it's just the one where amy says that she's can't help it because she's eating for two now yeah no i don't have that clip but it's right after and the and and tammy rightly so rightly so says yeah and you just want to eat all that food 
And Amy goes, yep. So she is, it, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. She got called on her bullshit. Um, and then we have the clip. There's only two clips left. We're almost at the end here. This clip is uh, the fatherly conversation. It's only it's about three minutes, two and a half minutes left. Not long, not left. The biggest issue I'm worried about is you having complications from just having a surgery. Yeah. Are they worried about the baby being diabetic since you're a diabetic? Mm -mm. They did a, a DNA test to see if it's got like Down syndrome or my blindness, and it's the normal baby. <laughs> Nothing normal ever comes out of us. It's gonna be like the predator. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy, what's going on with you and what's your plan on the, the, the losing weight and the process with getting it's the surgery? still in progress. I don't feel that you're taking it to heart as much as you really need to. Last year, Tammy just didn't put enough effort into it. But at the same time, her health is deteriorating every year. She wasn't supposed to make it past 30, so she, you know, every day that she's breathing is a miracle. You're using your walker again? Yeah, it's either use it or fall on my ass. If I was in your position, I would probably feel like I took two steps backwards. I mean, yeah, kinda. I just gotta have you take care of yourself. I do anyways, Amy. It's too hard for this And this is why we can't get along. Cause we're trying to talk and then you're taking offense to it. But y'all act like I don't take care of myself. All she goes and does is get food. We're just gonna be real. Once that baby pops out and gets here, she ain't gonna have time to do nothing. I don't need Amy for everything. Only thing Amy does for me is my laundry. Sometimes Michael takes out my trash and she cooks for me and goes to the store. That's it. Everything will change. That's why we're trying to stress to you that way you can get your ducks in a row and do what you need to do. Tammy has burned a lot of bridges over the years due to life fights and, you know, just random stuff. She's tried to live with the other siblings. One thing happens or another. So I'm basically the only one she's got left. I love Tammy to death, but I'm pregnant. I gotta take care of me and the baby. I can't take care of a 34-year-old baby. You're gonna have to start making plans to, to be self-sufficient. So there you heard it. I don't know if you guys could tell, but that wasn't Justine doing Chris. That was actually Chris. So <laughs> and, uh, they're very close. Um, <laughs> but Chris, who sounds like the godfather, I've decided, and maybe is the godfather. He's cl he's clearly the negotiator and the peacemaker of the family. Love him. Uh, you know, he's confronting both sisters, but obviously the bigger Otis is on Tammy, and she's like, Amy, what? you know like to everybody but her deflection doesn't really do much uh, because she still gets confronted so what were your thoughts Justine you look very distressed but you could also just be tired I'm not tired I'm fine a little tipsy but I'm fine that's a good um, um no I feel like Chris was totally in the right like if I were you I would feel like shit about myself I would feel like I'm taking uh 
two steps backwards. And she's like, you know? kind of. Yeah. And then and then Tammy just gets so defensive so quickly. She's like, oh, you guys act like this is all my fault when all Amy does is get food. And it's like, okay, but like you're in control of what goes into your body, not Amy. Like, right. I thought, yeah, I, thought I get was... that right now you can't physically move too much. Like she can't even fit into an actual car seat in the passenger. Like, so no. there's no way she can drive herself, but like you can order yourself like a salad instead of a pizza, you know? Right. And I, I guess I heard that differently than you. So she was saying Amy gets her the food. So it's Amy's fault. I read it or I heard it as. All Amy does is get me food. Like I don't, I'm not dependent on her, but it could have been both. Um, but yeah, I, no, no, she, she did. She did say it oh, okay. in both ways. She said, yeah. all she does is do this, 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 and this for me. All she does is everything. But then before she's like, all Amy does is get me food. Like I can't Sometimes help Michael that, takes you know. Yeah. yeah. No, that's so wrong. It's like, fine, then we won't get you food. See how it goes. And then after this, Amy um, has a talking head where she says that Tammy has tried to live with all the other siblings before, but yeah. something always happens. So Amy's the only one left to take care of her. It's like record scratch. Like I need to hear more about that. Seriously. And and that chain of codependency and like, oh, I mean, I, I'll tell you, there are more than there's more than one person like that in my extended family. They're not young. They're older. They're my mother's well, they're in my mother's family. I'm not going to give any more away than that. But there mm -hmm. are two people like that. And in the case of one of them, my mom is the last one standing that won't give up on that person. And the other one, it was me. And I ha I've had to make a lot, put up a lot of boundaries since. It's not like I don't talk to that person, but I, I'm not, it's not my job to take care of them, especially considering that they're older than enough to be my mom. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really hard because you do feel like well if no one else is going to do it I have to do it and again it's that enabling it's addiction it's it's the whole cycle that's why to me it's so fascinating that no one needs to be on drugs for all these principles of behavior to apply and I just wish that it was more I just wish the science of all of this was more uh, well known and well and understood by the public I you know it shouldn't be so hard to get help for stuff like this and it, mm -hmm. that really is a, is a goddamn shame so yeah um anything more about that clip because right after that is the scale nope okay i'm bringing her do you have the clip for this i do oh, okay um i the scale speaks well i don't have the whole thing so we can i don't have it until uh after they get the number so you, you are welcome to do your curse impersonation for before that. I'm bringing her, I'm bringing her, I'm bringing her this way scale. Because it's the only way to check. Ain't no other way around it. And then he's like, I got this scale. It goes up to 700 pounds. It's, yeah, he's like, it's not hard, it's, it's hard to find a human scale. It goes up to 700 pounds. Affordable scale. How about that? He's so fucking funny. I just sound even... like an old man <laughs> when I try to do he, it. He's so fucking funny, like, without even thinking he he's funny. To, yeah. Like, when he sees here, like, you're going to play the clip you said. Yeah. But, like, when he sees her reaction about how much she weighs, his reaction is fucking priceless. Like, you, could, you can't write that shit. 
when he's like, there's something wrong. (laughs) And then even like later in the season when him him and Tammy go to the doctor together and he sees like his reaction, then he's like, I don't even know if that was humanly possible. Like his (laughs) reactions are so funny. And he, and here's what I love about Chris slash David, because that's what I wrote for again for no reason. Chris, <laughs> he just has one of those names like Chris, my David, Sean. You like he what? could be any one of those. That is so fucking true. Because I always mix up Chris and David because of like they're just like the up, same name. Kids I grew up with. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so David, or, totally you can call him David. We'll know who you're talking about. Chris, Chris. Um, he says, when I have a beginning to get going, I'll go first, so it ain't no big deal. Um, and he says he's 5'11", so he should weigh about 200 pounds. Like, that would be, I guess, an average weight for a 5'11 man. Um, and when, he, But he doesn't know what he weighs. And so he gets on, and he's 419 pounds. So he's more than Amy was at the beginning of this show. And he is truly shocked. And I'm really impressed by, with the way that he, like, is able to compartmentalize enough to be there for uh tammy during that moment mm-hmm. because girl if i see like a few pounds on the scale it's sort of like a moment for me because of my eating disorder thoughts sometimes not always that's why actually it's better for me to weigh myself more frequently because if i don't then i get all scared and i'm like i must have gained 400 pounds i don't know whatever um the stigma comes out of it when i just do it regularly or like go to the doctor but yeah he's shocked and he says you know I have seen some bariatric doctors, but I've, I never had the willpower. So, like, he didn't have the willpower to diet, but now he knows that he is morbidly ob- beyond morbidly obese. Uh, so, and as Justine said, and as is pretty clear from this episode, he's going to join the journey, which I love. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not a Kardashian handout trying to get on the show. It's like, hey, I also have dealt with everything you have, and here I am. I want to support you and do it myself. Why, why on earth shouldn't he get that chance? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now we move into the last weight of for Tammy was apparently was 550 when she had lost that 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. And now um, she gets on the scale and she is 596.6. So she's gained pretty much everything back. She's 50 back. pounds in four months. Yep. Chris's reaction is my favorite thing ever. He's like, that's fucked up. yeah okay so the last clip i'll play is up to the end of the episode it's the like two minutes and then we'll we'll wrap it up unfortunately i love the the show we're gonna do more we gotta do more right we gotta do some updates oh hell yeah okay we'll do that episode where uh tammy's boyfriend comes to visit her if you want that like i said the one that airs tonight Yes, let's do it after we do all the other things we have to do. <laughs> okay, here's this clip. Yeah, that's something ain't right. She had lost enough weight to get the surgery. A few months later or so, she has gained every pound back. Something ain't adding up. I don't know if she just quit caring and thought, okay, I'm going to die. I just don't understand it. Come on, talk to me. I tried. 
what it is. I haven't been eating out. I only had one time that I can remember. I don't know what else to do. I thought Amy and Michael were going to be more help to me. You, you know, using her as an excuse, I'm kind of pissed off about it. This is one of them times that nobody can help you do this but yourself. I put it all the way back on that I worked so hard getting off. I just... I don't know why just to give up completely and just f it all and just end it, like end the diet. All right. And that was that for that episode. Um, yeah, that was really, really frustrating to listen to at the end of the episode. She's still like, well, Amy and Michael aren't helping me like they should. It's like, are you kidding? Like, see, to her help is do it for me. Like, it's if anything fails, it wasn't my fault. And, it, and the way she says, should I give it up? Should I end it? And then she qualifies it by saying, end the diet. I'm like, oh, so she just, death doesn't exist in her mind. Like, she's, she, she quickly fixes it to make it fit in her world where, like, I believe she's feeling like, okay, I'll quit the diet, but I won't die. Like, I'll keep living, because I've been living. And I'm not saying that because I'm like, she sucks, and, and she's an ass, and, like, she's stupid. I'm just saying that because that's the mind of an addict, and also, I do believe that she's really uh, mentally very young, uh, mm -hmm. or at least emotionally very young, and, and unable to really process the reality of, you know, death. And some people don't ever get there they don't get to the point of empathy and understanding and, and all that not everybody develops that you're supposed to develop it when you're around seven but obviously this family had no nurturing to speak of so yeah um like i yeah. said i'm her never taking accountability for anything thinking that she's gonna lose the weight out of nowhere right. all those things really bother me about her and like how she tried to use Amy and Michael as an excuse right there. She's like, I thought they were going to help me more. And like right. Chris is pissed off about it. And as the season goes on, I mean, I mean, I could, I could say yeah. a lot of things, um, but I'm just going to say that as the season goes on, it makes me more and more. F I'm not even going to say that I dislike her. I'm frustrated, frustrated. by her. Yeah. And I, really love Chris and I think that he is his personality is amazing he's so fucking good for TV yeah and he's, he's a light he's a and light. he's like yeah exactly and he's definitely um he's doing the opposite of her because he actually is committed to the weight loss and we oh, we good. get to, we get to see it and um and you know, I, I'm frustrated and I don't even know them personally. I can't even imagine how frustrated him and Amy are who like work for it. I mean, oh, there's absolutely. a whole other storyline with Amy not eating properly and stuff because she's pregnant and she thinks that that's an excuse. 
less extreme giving giving me caitlin from teen mom vibes um but yeah so uh team chris yeah team chris slash david slash david (laughs) maybe it's because david is in six feet under and i'm so used to writing that name i don't know right Um, (laughs) but this was so fun i i love this show and i agree with you i I don't dislike Tammy. I actually really care about Tammy and that's why it's frustrating. I wouldn't be frustrated if I didn't give a shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to say too is these behaviors and these inclinations of denial and, and everything, they do not have to do with her being fat. They have to do with her being in the, in the mindset that she's in. So for what I mean by that is it could be for any habit and it can also be on the, the radical opposite side where, somebody is not eating and is doing everything to convince everyone around them that it's not their fault that they are losing weight or have are not gaining weight. I just want to put that out there. This is, it is even playing ground. And, and in our society, we accept thinness and we like thinness, but that doesn't mean it's healthy, mm-hmm. uh, any healthier than being obese. If anything, in a lot of cases, it's a more rapid death. I mean, anorexia is the leading cause of death in terms of mental illnesses it's the leading beyond depression you guys beyond you know uh, suicidal people it's anorexia because you know if you don't have nutrients you're dead Mm -hmm. and i I would say that's bulimia too because bulimia it fucks up your your chemicals so much so either you're malnourished and you have electrolyte imbalance or you're not malnourished but you have all these imbalances and all this and a bunch of weight on your body and your body doesn't know how to process things. And that's the reason you weigh more. And it's just, it, it's dangerous and it's really bad. So kind of to what Tammy said, you can't judge a book by its cover. It, it, it's not about the fat. It's about the habit, you know? Yep. Um, and that's, that's me reporting live from my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that is it for this episode. I had a really fun time, Justine. Not that I don't, not that I ever don't have fun with you, but this was great. It's a gold mine. Me too. So we already decided we're going to cover some more. Um, can't remember if that was when we were recording or not. So <laughs> this is news. Congrats. If it, you already heard it and you're like, yeah, well, you just said that still just be happy. Cause we're going to talk about Tammy meeting her quote unquote boyfriend. I'm really excited about that. It's going to happen soon. Well, um, I'm going to watch the episode tomorrow and then I'll, yeah, I'll let I'll you know it if it's worth it or not. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk. If, if we don't cover that, we'll still cover more because I will just... cover. I have, I have one that I want to cover. Oh, great. For sure yeah. with Chris. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely with Chris. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. You are all amazing. Like I said, um, if you're on Patreon, you've already heard this because you're getting early access to new episodes. If you're not on Patreon, you could be. Uh, you all you have to donate is one dollar a month or more. Um, there are tiers and different perks, but to get co- to get con- to get access to bonus content and early releases, all you need to do is be a don- donor. That's it. So please go to Patreon.com/awdwl for that, and also please check out Coast to Coast Cocktails. The the uh, the podcast that Justine and I have outside of our own individual podcasts uh we just posted our our chat about drop dead gorgeous which is amazing it's actually two episodes because we had to go on for so long so uh, i'm pretty proud of that this one may also be two episodes because it has been three hours (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know me i like to add my music and stuff 
So Justine, plug, plug your stuff. I have my own podcast called Did I Make That Up? And right now I'm covering Jersey Shore, original era of Jersey Shore. And Sarah is going to be my guest this week. So come listen. That's everywhere you can hear podcasts. For my birthday. We're going to celebrate my birthday. Jersey it's Shore her birthday style. week. So. Jersey Shore style. <laughs> I feel like I'm not drunk enough for your birthday. So absolutely. Let's are we do doing it. are we doing bonus after this or no? You are. Because okay. it's up to you. You're the one that has like a job and like real I life to job. go to. <laughs> well, uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah, let's just do it. Fuck it. Fuck it. We're going live. All right. That's another thing that you'll hear on bonus content. And you'll actually, you can also hear that over at Justine's uh, Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash D-I-M-T-U. Mm-hmm. Um, she also posts all of the bonus content from Coast to Coast Cocktails. So if you want to be a, a patron of just one, you'll you'll get that either way. If you want to be a patron of both, we will love you forever uh, mm-hmm. and send you merch and who knows what else. <laughs> okay. All right. We will talk to you soon. And here we go to record our after hours. Bye. Uh, bye. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir I'm here to keep my eye on her Caring, sharing Every little thing that we are wearing When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome She wore the dress and I stayed home All kinds of weather, we stick together The same in the rain or sun Two different faces, but in tight places We think and we act as one (laughs) Those who've seen us Know that not a thing could come between us Many men have tried to split us up But no one can Lord help the mister Who comes between me and my sister And Lord help the sister who comes between me and my man. How about those big brown eyes? Oh, they're blue. Yeah, deep blue.